Now here is the great, great secret of effectual prayer. Listen carefully. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. I believe God wants to shake this old country one more time with heaven-sent revival. That's what God wants to do. There also has to be the other side of the coin, our responsibility to share that life-changing message with those around us. There's something in the nature of God that wants His love to be shared with other people. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization with your hosts, Matt Hensley and Kyle Beerman. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Christian Standard Bible. We encourage you to check out the CSB after the show to learn about a translation that is both readable and accurate at csbible.com. Hey, Kyle, how are you doing today? Howdy, Matt. I am doing well. Hey, I got I to gotta brag on myself. Uh, okay. we, we have a tarp uh, that is laid out in the yard uh, that we put a sprinkler on, and our girls think it is the greatest thing ever. And uh, you know, as well as I do, that our area is prone to wind. And Indeed. the other day, that tarp was on the opposite end of the yard against the fence. Praise God it did not go over the <laughs> fence. Uh, but this thing is staked down with tent pegs, but it still blew away. And since it was already off, what I did is I wrapped the thing up, carried it to my truck, and I laid it over the, the bed, and I threw a water hose in it. I started filling it up, and the girls thought that was the greatest thing ever. We have spent thousands of dollars over the years at Disneyland and Disney World and going to the Epic and Grand Prairie and all of these different water parks over the years, and somehow... Uh, a tarp that was given to us at an auction barn that does kind of have some holes in it and uh, a uh, crusty old water hose was all we needed to have a full afternoon in the sun. Well, uh, no we about it. I was not in the sun, uh, but the girls were in the sun having an absolute blast and said that that was more fun than all of the trips. They said all of the trips to Disney combined. And I said, you're out of the will. <laughs> course that didn't mean anything because I'm a pastor but still uh so I'm pretty proud of that we had if, man if I had any money you would not be getting any of it yes, right now for sure so for okay sure. so so I have a confession I, I was uh 24 years old probably 25 years old did you have um, hair back then and, and a little bit a little bit more than I do now and um went to a fourth of July fireworks um show with a with a buddy from, from the church I was serving at the time. And we did that. We filled his truck up with like water and, and he somehow drove across town. And this was in Kermit, Texas. So not very big, but still drove across town with, I mean, you know, the, however, however much a truck bed full of water weighs, which is a, a little bit drove across town and probably the, the single most redneck moment of my life <laughs> was watching the, the fireworks show in, in the truck bed pool. And it had an absolute blast with it. The most so, so much redneck fun. thing I've ever done is I put deer antlers on my grill guard in high school. 
that's that wins that's that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah uh, now, what, what did you have so so i had like a saturn so that yeah. wouldn't have really worked on like my i had a <laughs> i had a 19 it was my the favorite car i've ever owned uh before or i guess you'd say after uh my uh, mustang gt that i sold because they lied to me and told me that it snowed all the time up here i had a 1988 silverado uh 454 super sport uh, it was two toned, two toned, <laughs> long bed. It would have been great for a uh, uh, not bathtub, uh, a swimming uh, pool a swimming in pool. the back of that thing. <laughs> but it was single cab. It was lowered, and it had mood lights and the roof. And uh, and so in there, if if you were you know driving driving your little girlfriend wherever y'all are going, you can turn on. I, I have these little green lights, and it would just make this nice little green glow, glow inside the cab of that truck. Had built-in radar detector, which was nice with that 454 uh, Super Sport. And uh, so, yeah, that was my favorite truck ever. It was red and silver. And what were we talking about? Um, redneck things oh, that yeah. we did. And so then I had the grill guard on it uh, that uh, I had these giant little deer antlers on the front that I'd zip-tied on it. And uh, so, so yeah, that was that was my baby, man. I've been looking like one once a month. I always go on a marketplace on Facebook and search for 1988 uh, Silverado because I want like that one. I want the red and the silver. I don't mind restoring it a little bit, but I want that precise one. And because uh, it was so much fun, man. I love that truck. Uh, but uh, so that's not what we're talking about <laughs> no. today is our old uh, cars uh, or, or Kyle's Saturn. I, I just have to picture that thing. Uh, fire engine red fire engine yes, red that, that was my that was my college car and it was great so i was playing in a band at the time and and i had this and i had this enormously huge um marshall uh half stack amp like a 150 watt head and then the a four uh four speaker cab with my electric guitar because man our our band was going places and, and we did not um but but that saturn well, you I went could, places i could, I could we, we did go a few places um and, but i could lay the seat back seats down and that man that amp and all my guitars and stuff fit perfectly in that saturn it was great well, kyle congratulations we have wasted five minutes <laughs> on this episode uh, so if going you're still back, listening. a little nostalgia <laughs> if you're still listening what we want to talk about today is what we have learned as we have regathered uh in our churches so uh, your state is going to be a little bit different some states have opened up more uh, we are in the People's Republic of New Mexico, <laughs> and so uh, we are still at a, at a low percentage. Uh, you can do just about anything in New Mexico except go to church, uh, but we are at 25% at this point, and so we have been able to meet. Uh, but it's based on capacity, uh, which is great for a church like uh, First Alamo, uh, where y'all can have one service, uh, how how many could y'all have? What's your number that you could have? So so the number that I've seen, um, I, I, th I think we actually seat more than this, but the only number I've ever seen on paper is 425. Yeah. So so 100 basically yeah. is what we said. And so our, our building capacity is, uh, I was corrected by Valerie, I think on a previous episode, I said 280, uh, but we're actually 260. And uh, so at a given time, we can have 60, Ish oh, is that in, in your sanctuary building. or is that entire building? No comment. Okay. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it's the entire building. And uh, so what we've done is obviously had two services. And we've talked about that before. But now that we've done it, uh, at this point, three or four uh, Sundays, uh, what have we learned? First, 
is no amount of encouragement not to is going to keep your people from hugging and shaking hands. Yep. You yep. can tell them I will kill you or kick you out of this church if you hug somebody or shake somebody's hand and you cannot keep a Southern Baptist from shaking somebody's nope. hand. Yeah. And, and so, you know, what I noticed is, is like the first week, um, folks were pretty delicate and yeah. um, were, were, were fairly uh, compliant with those. Um, the second week, I, start, I started to see it fall apart a little bit. And by week three, um, it was all out the door. Now, I, yeah. I will say this. I, we have one, one lady, one precious lady, and I like what she does because every, everyone that she goes to talk to, she'll say, is it okay if I yeah. hug you? It, yeah. it, so so she, she, get, she asks permission. Is it okay? Um, and and I've not okay seen if I any, give you COVID nineteen. <laughs> I've not seen anybody yet say no. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, you know, no. Stay away. Um, yeah, yeah. But but you're right. I mean, so as we've talked before, I mean, you have church folks that by and large like each other. <laughs> I understand. Just wait until business meeting. Understand something about what it means to be a part of, of the body of Christ, and they haven't seen each other for three months. Um, yeah, there, there's going to be some some affection that that happens there. So yeah. And uh, for, for ours, we have uh, roped off every other uh, pew. Yeah. And uh, we, we do, in, in the morning one, it's a little easier. Our second one is uh, we're struggling to keep the, uh, the numbers where that needs to be. We've begged people to go to the, to the 930 service and so forth. Uh, but ain't nobody getting up that early except for me, I guess. Uh, but that's already halfway through my day. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but anyway, they, uh, we've been doing that. We've got some uh, Germex at the door and some mask if you need them. Uh, we ask everybody to take one, uh, to take a mask or to have one with them. And if they're going to talk to somebody that's wearing one, uh, that may be, you know, more concerned than you are, that kind of thing, just out of deference to them, slip it on real quick. And people have been doing that. Okay. And, uh, and so that's, that's been encouraging to me. But, but those are the two main things is no matter what you encourage them to do or ask them not to do, they going to do it, baby. They, they're going to hug somebody. And, uh, and so, you know, we have some, like you mentioned, that will say, you know, hey, can I? Uh, but, but for the most part, yeah, they're going to do it. Uh, what else have you learned, Kyle? So in our case, and, and from, from some non-scientific polls that, that I've done in, in uh, some Facebook groups and stuff like that, our, our situation, I think, is typical. And that is that we've, we've had about half of our um, pre-COVID attendance. So, so before COVID, we were running... Um, between 100 and 120 on, a, on an average Sunday morning. Um, so far, since we opened up at the end of May, uh, we've run anywhere between 50 and 60. Yeah. So, so right at half. Um, and, and from the, the other pastors that I've talked to, generally speaking, they're, they're running between 50 to somewhere between 50 and 75% with some outliers. Um, thankfully, I've, I've not seen a lot of people that, are, that have said, oh man, we're down to like, 10% of our pre-COVID. So, I mean, it seems like kind of across the board, somewhere around 50% or up is, is what has come back. Um, yeah. And ours is 130. Take that, <laughs> sucker. Again, there are outliers. 130%, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so, and, and I don't, I'm trying to figure out why the discrepancy, because both of our demographics in terms of age and so forth are, are quite similar. Uh, you're down in a city, uh, I'm in a very tiny, small town. I mean, we've, we've talked about uh, how we run about twice as many or three times as many as our population. Uh, but in our uh, zip code and each of the neighboring, direct neighboring zip codes, there are zero uh, 
uh, COVID-19 cases. Uh, Alamogordo has a few more. uh, And so I don't know if that's part of it. I don't know if it's a rural thing because we've seen numbers all across the board. Uh, But what I would say just as a way of encouragement there is celebrate who you got. Yep. Love on them. Just, just like we've, we've talked about before, if you're preaching to 10 or 10,000, uh, give them Jesus, love on them uh, from six, six feet away and, <laughs> and so forth. Uh, but uh, be grateful for those that do come. Uh, assure those that may be on the fence uh, that you're doing what you can to, to keep them safe. But also uh, with that, there's no judgment for not coming. You know, we're, we're not going to, you know, badger anybody that's not coming saying, you know, well, you just don't have enough faith to come to, you know, worship with us because we do have some people that are staying at home. And, and honestly, because of our, our numbers and limitations, that's a good thing because we're already at slightly over that line. And, uh, and so uh, I yell a little bit when I preach and at the end of two back-to-back services, I can't even fathom. Uh, preaching a third one at that point. And uh, every Sunday, though, here's another thing I've learned. Every Sunday during this, these, these three that we have regathered are now four, as you listen to this, I'm pretty sure it'll happen again. I'm just speaking out by faith. I'm speaking it into existence. I have a two and a half to three hour nap. It is glorious. I've never been more tired in my entire life uh, than COVID worship. Uh, we'll just call it that. Kyle, anything else? Yeah, you know, you you asked what the difference is, and I think um, I, I think the the simple difference in that you know we are in at least for our area. What even though Alamogordo is considered a rural area, um, for for southern New Mexico, for the the area in which we are, Alamogordo is the urban center of this of this region, um, and uh, so, you know, we, we've had, um, our, our county has, I think as we're recording this, our county has like 28 cases um, spread over thousands of miles. Um, and then locally, we, we have a handful here in Alamogordo as well. And so I think, I think those realities are, are keeping some folks at bay. Um, we have, uh, just because we have a, a larger military population in our church, I think those are uh, the, the, those folks have been a little bit slower to, to come back because of some restrictions that the base has had itself. Um, but it's, we, we are seeing some, we're seeing new faces every Sunday. There are not, let me, let me clarify, not new faces. We're seeing, um, more folks come back every Sunday. New, fo- yeah. Folks kind of come back that have not been back since we reopened. Uh, and I think that's going to happen. You know, that, that'll trickle in over the summer. And then once we're able to come back with uh, kids activities and all that, hopefully around the beginning of school in, in August, um, I think we'll slowly get back to, to those numbers and, and hopefully more as we're reaching out and, you know, as folks have been having conversations with their, uh, you know, with, with uh, work colleagues, um, neighbors, family members that are, that have a lot of questions about, um, you know, just security and, and, and what we believe about Jesus and how we're able to have peace in the middle of all this. Um, we, we, we certainly plan that, that this fall is going to be a great time. Like we said um, in, in the last episode, we're, we're praying for revival to, to come out of this um, on the other side. So, yeah. Yeah. But you what know, else? And, have you and, learned and, anything else? Well, uh, you know, I would just, I would just encourage guys that, that I've, something I've had to learn. And, and, and one of the things I would encourage uh, their pastors as well 
is to not get discouraged in these days. You know, these are very, very abnormal days. And so don't, you know, if you come back and, you know, you're running 150 before COVID and, and suddenly now you open your doors up and, and you only have 75 people come in, um, that's not normal. Don't, don't base your entire ministry self-worth based on how many people are staying away. Um, yes. and, and, you know, just, I mean, keep in touch with your people, love on them as you can and realize that, that eventually they will come back. You know, I, I mean, I think we'll see the vast majority of our folks come back once this is over. It's just going to take some time, especially for, for our older folks. And for those with small kids, it's going to take some time to, for, for them to feel comfortable getting back to normal, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. And I feel this is a great time for pastors to read for the first time or reread uh, the pastor's justification by Jared Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, because decisions you make are going to be questioned uh, inside and outside of the church. What we're hearing from uh, the who uh, to the CDC to Dr. Fauci or what? I mean, everything changes by the day. It seems like there's all these different things going on. Uh, and, you know, we've shared before about, you know, don't go look at the parking lot and see the uh, number of cars or lack thereof on a Sunday. Uh, you know, there's small things that you can do to help. Uh, but you need to remember that your identity is not in how many people are in your worship service on Sunday. Uh all the time, and certainly during this season. It's not that you have suddenly, out of the middle of nowhere, the only pastor that is having this struggle. Uh, every every pastor out there, except for me, is having the same struggle. Um, I'm just kidding. There's still struggles that we have. And, uh, and so just have some grace. Uh, pray for the pastors that you know reach out to them. If, if it's, if you're able to go and get a cup of coffee, you should be doing that all the time anyway, because you need those kind of relationships. But now would be a great time to do that. Uh, have a cup of coffee over zoom, uh, visit with one another. Uh, a couple of days uh, ago, I was kind of struggling and I reached out to a, a friend in northern, northern New Mexico, Chad Spriggs, another friend of the pod and uh, visited with him. And we just kind of had a cup of coffee together. And, uh, and so look for ways to do that. Uh, but remember that you are, uh, your identity is rooted in Christ, uh, not how many people are on a pew. Kyle? Yeah. And, and one more thing that I've learned, one more thing I would caution, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, social media smarts and how, how not to be stupid on social media. Um, one of the things that we've seen is, is statistics changing so fast. And, um, you know, it seemed like one, one person would say this, and then another expert comes back and, and um, uh, discounts what was said. So, so you don't have to tweet every thought, right? Be very careful about the, the sources that you, <laughs> that you share. Um, and, and also, look, you know, help your, help your folks wade through as much as possible, um, you know, because they're being bombarded with all this information as well. And, you know, we, right now you can, you can search and find uh, information to support almost any viewpoint that you want to have <laughs> about, about COVID or about any one of the other myriad of issues that are happening. Right. Yeah. So, so don't, don't just tweet inside your, um, your bubble. <laughs> um, just, you know, you use social media and, and really, and Matt and I have both, I think um, really made it a point to uh, make sure that our social media posts are encouraging in these days um, that we're not, trying to be controversial, <laughs> you know, finding, finding some uh, piece of information that, 
that, that fits our our narrative and, and want to shove that down people's throats. But really, and quote Bible verses, post encouraging things, um, funny cat memes. You know, th- those are always safe and, and good. So. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things I was I was going to say that completely left my uh, my mind. It was going to be earth shattering and and monumentally important, but now I can't remember what it uh, what it was going to be. Kyle, uh, I, I had it right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, uh, probably like you in that question. Uh, yep, that's a, it. About a, a year and a week ago now. Uh, it was two standing, years ago. Two years, man. yeah. Two years Dallas, ago. Standing and waxing eloquent before Russell Moore. I'm trying to just keep talking until I can <laughs> hope that husband's. comes back. <laughs> man, it is gone. It is completely uh, gone. Y- you should not, because we've seen in in past episodes where when your tongue starts going faster than your brain. It's true. Bad you know, like when, happen, so. you know, the hope that we have in the resurrection <laughs> yes, and, and all yes, of that kind of stuff. That, or or yes. when you wear a hat and uh, with a T on it, I mean, yes. the first thing that pops into my no, head. Is no, tea, that's okay. You, you tea got is it. for no, taco. No, no, yes, there taco. you go. Tea is for taco. There you go. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Kyle, well, for the sake of our sponsorship and, and for the sake of our jobs, yeah. um, I'm going to say this. Until next time, <laughs> may your copy be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. This podcast has been sponsored in part by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. There are a lot of great things happening on Seminary Hill, and so we encourage you to find out all about them at swibbits.edu after this short clip by Roy Fish. Again, that is swbts.edu. Have a great day, and God bless. Without Jesus, are lost. And they're not only lost, but they're in danger of being eternally lost. The fact that people are going to be in hell if they don't somehow come into saving faith.